welcome back to basically an expert at our new date and time uh, mondays well same time i guess 12 o'clock <laughs> today we're talking with brooks about his experience getting a green card in his not green card marriage but uh i just thought that was a funny title just a reminder that everybody, me and Brooks, talking on the show today are basically experts, not actually experts. So do your own research. Don't take our word as legal advice. Also, a little disclaimer, I am sick in this episode um, when we recorded this, so my voice is pretty stuffy. I apologize <laughs> in advance. And yeah, let's go see what crazy questions the U.S. government is asking people who want to get married. Hey, Brooks. <laughs> hey, Vic. How's it going? <laughs> Good. I actually haven't said my name on here very often. It's kind of funny to hear oh. it. Well, everyone, this is this is Vic. She, <laughs> Great. she does the podcast. Nice introduction, the middle of the season. Okay, so today we're talking about you and your green card marriage. Uh, <laughs> I just yes. want to make it known now. I'm going to be making a lot of jokes about Brooks's wedding <laughs> and his marriage, but him and his wife are very much in love. <laughs> it's deadly serious. It's... <laughs> It's very much like not a green card wedding. It's just funny because they had to get a green card, which is why he's here today, right? That's how you're an expert. Yes, I am. I am basically an expert on green cards. <laughs> um, however, I will add my own disclaimer that I am not a lawyer and anything I say should not be taken as legal advice. <laughs> Can and will be used against you. Yeah. Talk to a professional uh, before doing anything based off of this podcast. True. <laughs> None of this should be taken as professional advice. I mostly want to hear Brooks talk about his crazy interviews because after watching the proposal, your girl wants to know. That was really funny. But anyway, start I guess with how y'all met. Yeah, we can we can give a little we can give a little bit of background. Yeah, give us a little, a little background. background. How did make, you and Diana meet? The listeners personally invested. Yeah, yeah. How in did my we life? meet? <laughs> wow. So throwback really throwback to, throw to twenty eighteen. I moved to Germany. Heidelberg, Germany, in fact, for grad school, which is where I met Vic, where I met you. So I moved to Germany, went through some of our mutual friends. I was met... also in the same, we were in the same school, just to clarify. I wasn't just hanging out in Germany. But, well, we were also hanging out. We were also hanging out. <laughs> I met my my future wife, Jana, through some mutual friends at a, a space-themed party. Space-themed? Space-themed, yeah. It was at... um. Uh, Linda's house. This isn't I, the one where me and Letty started talking about evolution really loudly, is it? <laughs> no, that was the party at Yana's apartment where you destroyed her floors. Classic, uh, with my very cheap boots. Yeah, you um, the floor destroyer, I think. It happened once, but boy, does that name stick. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so y'all met, was this after I had gone for my uh, rotation? Yeah, I believe you were you were not in Germany at that yeah, point. Yeah, I was in Houston at the time, I think. Shout out Houston. H Tom. Throwing um, <laughs> <laughs> it back to Texas. Somehow she always comes in there. Gosh <laughs> uh, darn it. Can I swear? Can I swear on Yes, this? you can. Cool. Um, yeah, within two months of meeting Yana, left for an internship in Australia. Okay. Uh, 
And that was in at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. Yeah. And I was assuming that Yana was going to either be able to visit me in Australia or I was going to be able to visit her in California where she was supposed to do her internship. But then this, on you. <laughs> this little thing, you may have heard of it, called uh, COVID-19 happened. Pretty niche. And you got stuck? I, I I did not get stuck. I left Australia and went back to a even more exotic location, uh, Iowa City. <laughs> uh, Pretty exo- to be fair, I know where Australia is. I do not know where Iowa City, Iowa City, Iowa is. Iowa City, Iowa. All our creativity went into the name. That's what's <laughs> so good. You named it twice. Yeah. Um, and I was there for nine months. And so Jan and I, being insane, did long distance for a relationship baby. After, yeah, truly. After having known each other for, for two months at that point. That's actually crazy. Yeah, in hindsight, it is. I would not recommend that. I don't <laughs> know. It, it, it worked by the grace of God and nothing else. Again, coming back to the whole don't take our advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From this episode. I've been in relationships for like, I've been in a relationship before where I was at like the year point. And I was actually thinking of moving to Seattle. And shout out, Seattle. <laughs> shout out Seattle, rainy place. And then I was like, if I move, we're breaking up. Yeah. And here's yeah. Brooks two months in. <laughs> like, Let's have a relationship baby. That's nuts. Yeah. It was, uh, it was wild. It was a wild time. We made it through. And then you also visit, after nine months, you were able to visit her, right? Or was that before? Yeah, so then at that point, the travel restrictions lifted enough that I could go back to Germany, which I needed to do anyway, where Jana had been this whole time, uh, and which I needed to do anyways to do my master's thesis. Um, Ah, (laughs) I didn't know you had to go back to finish your thesis. Yeah, yeah, because my my thesis had some lab work in it. So I like had to be at the lab. In a lab, yeah. So yeah, I went back and Jana and I kept on hanging out. Um, Oh yeah, it's important to note, Jana is German. Yeah, Jana is is actually German. Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, that's an important (laughs) clarification because now here in Seattle, everyone's like, oh, like how long did you live in Germany for? And she has to be like, no, I I, I am. I am German. Actually German. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, well, I mean, especially, I feel like a lot of people in America are like, oh my God, I'm German too. And you're yeah. like, not the same. Yep. <laughs> you're yep. not she's, German. <laughs> she's gotten that quite a bit. So I, I went back to Germany and we continued hanging out. And the very real sort of, you know, deadline of of finishing the master's thesis was coming up. And it was sort of like, well, uh, what the hell are we going to do now? Yeah. Wait, so and how long we had- were you together in Germany um I think that was five or six months so at that point we had technically been dating for like over a year but in person for like seven I was about to say but still way less time in person again would not recommend uh, (laughs) it worked out for us but yeah that is a bit insane in hindsight but we decided we had talked a lot about like what would happen afterwards I knew I wanted to go back to the U.S. I was tired of Germany at that point Fuck yeah, Germany. we both got pretty tired my, of Germany. All my homies hate Germany. Yeah. <laughs> um, all my friends hate Germany. Yeah, the to also another important thing to note, me and Brooks were the only Americans in this program. Yeah. <laughs> like most of them were German or at least European, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Uh, and we got real homesick real fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unexpected. 
that yeah, could be a whole th- other episode talking really? about it. we should do another episode on like just living expats. abroad yeah expat yeah. life yeah that's a whole thing but anyway different yeah. podcast episode. <laughs> so we we kind of talked about like okay what what do we do now and yana also wanted to leave germany yana was also sick of germany <laughs> crazy as a That's little bit actually of back- crazy to me it is uh as a little bit of background she spent a year in wisconsin in high school in an exchange program so she had she had tasted that sweet sweet american freedom and, <laughs> and she if wanted you're like more. me and you don't understand the geography of the midwest wisconsin is the midwest right Wisconsin is indeed the Midwest. Of the American Midwest, Wisconsin and Iowa are very close to each other. I we were very very yeah. cute. <laughs> yeah, we we determined where she was was actually in high, in high school while I was also in high school. We are the same age. An important point for the visa, <laughs> which I will touch on later. Oh, weird. Yeah, where where she was is really close to an area that I used to go climbing at all the time in high school. And so that we determined yeah. there was probably a period of time where we were like less than like 20 miles from each other in rural Wisconsin, only to subsequently get married so many years later. Ugh, the story makes my heart so happy. It was the cutest thing at their wedding, which I recently went to their wedding ceremony. Ceremony. Or, or reception. Reception. Reception's what we've been calling it. Yeah. Yeah. Their wedding reception. They got married last year. But their reception was this year. And I went and their families did like slideshows for each of them and basically like went through this, how close they were in high school and how much Brooks just happened to love German culture and Yana just happened to love the U.S. And it was very, very cute. Anyway. <laughs> that slideshow was not anticipated. We did not know that was going to happen, but it was very, very sweet. And people were crying. It was there so were, good. There were some tears being shed. There, yeah, There were waterworks. Yeah. But yeah, we we knew we wanted to go to the US. And so at that point, we started investigating how could Yana come to the US with me? Because yeah. contrary to what a lot of people believe, you cannot just move to other countries willy nilly. Well, we know that as well, huh? Yeah. Yes. Although I think going to Germany for school is a lot easier than coming to the US to be in a relationship. Going going anywhere for school is infinitely easier than trying to permanently move somewhere. Yeah. And we had distinctly talked about marriage being a possibility because even before we were done with our master's thesis, thesi? Theses? Theses? Drop That's a link what in I call comments it. if you know what, what, <laughs> what the portal of thesis is. Dude, I wish there were comments. I don't know how to do that. We had started applying for jobs and I had found a job in Seattle. So Seattle was where we were going to move. Yana had been looking, um, but had been unsuccessful because, you know, if you've ever applied for a job, oftentimes they will ask in the initial application if you need visa sponsorship. Yeah. And which is pretty shitty. They, I don't know. I mean, is. I of course, I guess logistically it makes sense, but it's I I I mean, part of it is that sponsoring a, a like a, a work H one B visa is like very expensive for both the yeah. employer and the employee. Yeah. So I I get why it's like over ten k, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know the exact number, but it 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 is in the tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah, and because Yana. And I'm using quotes here. I guess people won't be able to see that. But because Yana <laughs> just has a master's degree in in the life sciences, generally visa sponsorship only occurs at the PhD level. So like nobody was willing to sponsor a visa for her. So Which is butt kiss. It is BS. 
especially because she ended up working at the company that refused to sponsor her visa anyways. Wow. Shout out to you, Penn. What is what is the the physiology medicine uh, Nobel Prize winner for this year? Katrina something or something like that. I, she, her and UPenn had the same situation basically. Wow. Where UPenn wouldn't make her a faculty member because they said she wasn't faculty material, and then she won the Nobel Prize, and UPenn was like, "Congrats, great team!" And everyone's like, "Bitch, what? You and literally like, said no to her." Yeah, that's. But anyway. <laughs> That is very lame. Not not the tightest relation, but uh, I'm upset you know, about that. <laughs> that's that's okay. That's okay. You said there'd be tangents, and here's one of them. <laughs> yeah, we thought they'd um, be by you, but plot twist. That's okay. That's She's okay. She's got things she wants to say. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, we had talked about about you know marriage being a possibility, and we realized before I left Germany that that was what was gonna happen to get Yana over. Yeah. Um, and I want to make very clear that we like had kind of thought we were trending in that direction anyways. Like we did not just get married so that Yana could come to the US. Right. We had had a lot of, you know, those conversations that people should have before they decide to get married about are are we compatible as human beings? And right, do, right, right. Do we have the same ideas? Yeah. Like he said, they'd been dating almost two years at this point. I think yeah. that's a pretty normal, it's not like it was like two months. Yeah, no, 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 not at all. I mean, it's scary, you know, because so much of it was long distance, but I mean, we had talked, you know, every, like every day and it was a very, felt like two years of dating. So, yeah. So then we, we started going down the rabbit hole of what bringing a fiance to the United States looks like. And that brings us to today's topic, <laughs> the K-1 visa. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> hey. I actually didn't know it was called the K one. Yeah, um, I don't know where the K. All the visas are just letters, combinations of letters and numbers. Yeah, because um, I knew about the H. H one B. Yeah. H one N one. No, that's the flu. That's flu. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. So how did you? How do you go about getting a K one visa? So the process starts by filing a form called I-129F, petition for a foreign fiance is the full time. I love that you know, the. I mean, I guess you had to, but like the form name, I mean, I-129F. The, the, the thing is, and this is something that I, that really kind of blew my mind is that there is not just, it's not like you go to a website, a government website and are like, okay, I want to apply for the K-1 visa. And then right. it lists like the steps to do that. Yeah, it kind of does, but the websites contain a lot of information that may be out of date or just really? plain or contradictory. <laughs> the websites themselves look like they are from the '90s. They are not, in any sense of the word, modern. It looks um, like spam or something. It does look like spam. It looks like <laughs> we're seriously like you should be hearing those crazy dial-up noises like while you're <laughs> the website. Okay, so, so I one twenty nine F for whoever. Yeah may need this information in the future yeah uh but that's that's pending that's 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 right, right, right. who knows who right. knows also this is 2023 october saying this so yeah might change yeah but we so we we filed this form uh which is the packet i had to mail in uh which is another thing none of this is online there are no online applications you have to physically print out the application plus any like 
necessary materials and mail it to an address. Like you have to like buy stamps. Oh, I didn't buy stamps because the packet I ended up sending was like over a hundred pages. I bought what? it on a big mailer envelopes and mailed it in. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Wait, so do you have to send like things like your birth certificate and stuff or like like yep. sensitive stuff? Oh yeah. You, you are sending in the mail basically every important document from your entire life, like birth certificate, social security card. You're sending like copies of your driver's licenses. Through like, the mail? Uh-huh. The mail that gets lost very frequently, that mail. Mail, yeah. I paid, I think for that packet, I paid, I, I literally did like the most expensive option that was like secure overnight, yeah. like First crap, class. Yeah. whatever. Yeah, because I was like, if 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 this gets into the wrong hands, like someone could really like ruin. Just take your whole freaking yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. So you had to send your actual social security card. Oh, no, like you can send a scan of the social Oh, okay, okay, okay. You don't okay. But still, yeah. but still, yeah. My mom sent yeah. my social security card through the mail, and I thought it was nuts. Uh, that doesn't seem wise. It does not. <laughs> seem wise. Like, Would not recommend. It's, it's really dumb. Again, don't do that. Yeah, if you're listening. Yeah. So this I one twenty nine F thing required you to send all of that, or is that like just a yep send? Wow. So so part of it is about like verifying that you are who you say you are and that your fiance is because Yana also needed to send like all these documents, like her German birth certificate. Like you need to include all the addresses that you've lived at for the past seven years, which as oh a student God. is insane because yeah. like you moved around so often in college and no stuff. No kidding. Like, yeah. There was a point where I moved every year of yeah. my life for like, yeah, it's nuts. even when I was in Heidelberg. Yeah. So part of it is, yeah, verifying your identity. And then the other part and perhaps the more interesting part is proving that you're in a relationship with this person. <laughs> there and goes there your are, sex tape. <laughs> well, it, you, you say that. Uh, there are very explicit instructions to not send any explicit uh, material. And I can only imagine they've received so many submissions where it's clearly just two people fucking. <laughs> if you can't see the love through this video... <laughs> I don't know what I can send. <laughs> I, I just imagine some like sad, lonely, older government employee in like a basement office somewhere, like being like, God damn it, they sent another <laughs> sex tape again. Bob, we got another one. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Maybe they like it though. I don't know. Who are we to I judge? Maybe if it's y'all, okay, like hot young people, but I can imagine that they're not all hot and young. You know what I oh. mean? Any, anyone who has seen 90 Day Fiance knows exactly the kind of cross-section <laughs> of people that, that apply for this visa. That's crazy. Okay, um, so no sex tapes. What did you send? Uh, so we sent in sworn affidavits from friends and family testifying that they know that we are in a relationship. Okay, um, bummed that I left before I was allowed to be a sworn affidavit testifying in a well, relationship. Yeah, Tony, Tony did one. <laughs> did she? Yeah. Tony is... Uh, one of my best friends <laughs> for listeners. I kind of forgot we were doing a podcast. It really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so sworn affidavits. Uh, we sent a lot of um, screenshots of our conversations, like chat logs showing that we Whoa. like each other, you know, X amount of times. Yeah. And, yeah. And so, so all this evidence that you submit is referred to in the, the visa community as, <laughs> as, as front-loading your petition. Basically, 
there will be there are multiple points along the visa application process where you can submit evidence, but the more you submit upfront, the more likely it is that your petition gets approved. You're like, wow. visa gets approved. Yeah. Front loading sounds sexual, but okay. It, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it, it felt sexual. It, it sounds really <laughs> it sounds really vulnerable. Like you're like sexting and then sending these messages to some random old guy you've like never met before. Well, with the way I was getting fucked on postage, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, front loading. That's it's crazy. Not sexual ish. Okay, and then so, yeah. so you proved your relationship, and then yeah. someone says, "Okay, we believe you." Or <laughs> uh, so we sent our visa application in on April seventh, twenty twenty one. Okay. Two days later, we received a letter in the mail saying that they had received it. That's fast. The next we heard, uh, and bear in mind that before, I mean, this is all happening during COVID, so things are slower. This Pre is wait. So this is twenty twenty one at this point. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Yeah. Pre-COVID, this whole process may have taken, like, a slow application would have been, like, six months. Ah, that's faster than I thought it was going to be. The next we heard from them was April of 2022, so a full year later. Stop! Saying that someone was finally going to take a look at our application. No one had even looked at it. This wasn't even an answer. They were just saying, yeah. hey, we got it a year ago. We're about to open it. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and there are some very critical things you have to include in your application, including some like places where you have to sign and stuff, where yeah. if you don't include that, they automatically, they like outright reject it. They don't like give you a chance to correct it. It's just like, you're done. And you're also paying like a, a several hundred dollar application, non-refundable application fee. So if they reject it, that's like $500 down the drain. What? Yeah. Advocate for immigration reform, both legal <laughs> and illegal immigration reform. Legal and, no, truly. Um, but also that's great. Like the signature thing blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's one, there's like one signature needed on the very last page, like hidden in the bottom corner. And if you don't sign there, like, they're like, nope, sorry. And <laughs> can't. I feel like that's on purpose. That feels malicious. Like it feels like it's on purpose. Just oh, to like it, weed the out. Whole, yeah. The whole application feels like it's designed to purposely weed out as many people as possible because like a lot of the questions are like written in a really like confusing way with lots of like legalese and like there's like contradictory questions where you're like well yeah I answered yes to that one but I answered no to this one but now it's saying if I like it's just like it seems like they're trying to trick you and they I mean I, I think part of it is by design you know they don't they don't uh they don't want everyone to be approved yeah I mean I guess part of it is probably protection right because I'm sure there's people like selling people as like brides and stuff yeah like, yeah they make <laughs> yeah they make it hard and complicated to like make sure i guess that people who are doing it like actually want to do it but you can also hire a lawyer to fill out all of this for you um ah okay so yeah. it also just fucks over poor people love that or yeah, we, not even poor but like non-wealthy yeah we had we had consulted with a lawyer right at the beginning about potentially getting a, a letter from like a lawyer testifying to our relationship or something i can't totally remember why we had reached out to them but to write for this lawyer to write us a letter, like a, a couple paragraph letter, they wanted yeah. like fifteen hundred dollars. And 1, we were like fifteen hundred? Yeah. We were like, no, thank you. <laughs> Holy shit. For two paragraphs, which I'm sure he just recycles from the other person. Oh yeah. Yeah. And just, puts like different names. Yeah. So then someone looks at your application. Yep. And and we learned that the average amount of time spent looking at the application is 15 minutes. Stop. 
for a yeah. year of waiting and so much time. Well, you're looking at, yeah, you have, you send in this like hundred page packet and someone's like probably just like flipping through it. Right. And then they rubber stamp it or whatever. Yeah. And it was just like luck, but I guess that they were like, yeah, sure. Yep. We think this is real. Yeah. So then our, yeah. So then our, our case got approved, thankfully at that stage, but that is the first of many approvals that that needs to happen. So then it gets sent to the State Department because at this point it's being handled by USCIS, which is under the Department of Homeland Security, I think. Don't quote me on that. Okay. And then passes it off to the State Department. Again, not electronically as far as I know. I think that they physically mail like all the documents. That is actually crazy. I feel how I did when I went to Germany and found out they don't have electronic health records. Yeah. Like I have a little book of immunizations that I got in Germany because they do not do anything electronically. That's what this feels like. And I thought that was stone ages, like crazy caveman shit. And this feels even crazier because- Dang, you got got one of the booklets though. That's Yeah, I do. I never got a booklet. You don't have one. Nope, didn't get a booklet. I left because my my rotation was in a hospital. So I needed to get all my Uh, measles, mumps and everything in between shots. I think actually I can't donate blood, fun fact, because I got, while I was there, I got like a Lyme disease preventative or something that isn't, like, appro- isn't approved in the U.S. You got like <laughs> prophylactic Lyme disease treatment? Yeah, I didn't understand it. Uh, like, and I what, was did like, they, what did they do to you? They took your appendix? They, dude, are giving they you took my appendix. appendix. <laughs> <They> took, <laughs> I was actually pissed because I woke up and I learned they only took part of my appendix. And I was what? like, what do you mean? I paid for the whole thing. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> uh, that'll come in our uh, expat video, uh, expat yeah. episode, because that's yeah. a banger. <laughs> that's a that good is story. a banger. That is a good, yeah. That's a very good story. Okay. The, the second hurdle and the one where the interview and all the juicy questions comes in is next. After the State Department approves it, they send it to the consulate. And this is now, I've tried to erase all this from my memory because uh, it was a horrible time. Sure. Uh, So some of the details might be a little bit fuzzy, but yeah, basically at some point in the visa application process, uh, they send the application to the applicant's home country to the American consulate there. And the person needs to go in for an interview. Okay. As the, so, so Yana and I's like relationship at this point in the legal sense was I am called the petitioner and she was the the applicant. Okay. Um, and so the petitioner is not allowed to go to this first interview. Uh, well, okay. it depends on the consulate. It, it varies by country. Some countries seem to allow it and others don't. Okay, um, but Germany doesn't allow it. Yeah, I also wasn't going to go to Germany to just have Just her. for this interview? Fair. Yeah, we were, I mean, you know, we were pretty confident that we were going to get it because there aren't like any red flags in our relationship yeah so this is actually so germany is a relatively chill country though compared to others right at least during covid it was uh so for the k in like in regards to the k1 visa germany and really all of western europe is pretty chill relatively speaking they actually categorize countries based on like visa immigration fraud risk. And so some people have it way, like we had it very easy. Like it it sucked, but we had it really easy. Um, I can imagine like most of the places that are like stereotyped for having like mail order brides, like Eastern Europe is like probably pretty hard. Yeah. Eastern Europe's hard uh, at the, the peak of the hardness 
level scale. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> is um, Southeast Asia and North Africa. Those are the two areas that are most most heavily scrutinized because those are the areas where the most amount of visa fraud is committed. <gasps> Interesting. Um, and also subsequently the areas that you see the most often on like 90 Day Fiance because there's always like juicy juice. Yeah. I need to watch 90 Day Fiance. I haven't watched it. It's um the first time you mentioned not, it, I thought of Love is Blind, not 90 Day Fiance. It's 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 good for what it is if you just take it, you know, as like a dumb entertainment show. It is not as you should. Most people's yeah. <laughs> most people's uh it's reality TV, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Emphasis on the TV. Yeah. But yeah, so Yana attended this interview and um, they asked her some pretty boring questions. <laughs> yeah, because, okay, so you sent me some example questions and they looked pretty fakeable. Yeah, I mean, so- Some of them are hard to be fair, but like- Some of them are very hard. Some of them, I don't know, they're tricky. They're really tricky. Um, I'm scrolling through them now. I feel like um, have you ever applied for a travel visa is confusing. I don't know that I've ever applied for a travel visa, but does like Heidelberg count? Um, that would not be counted as a, they are primarily targeting people who have tried to come to the U.S. with like a B2 tourist visa with that question. Ah, that I visa see. is often used as like a springboard to overstay that visa and then stay illegally in the U.S. Oh, not often, but like, like, but like if it you're commit visa fraud. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's like, a good visa to go with. Oh, okay. 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 There's some very loaded questions on here. Like number 79. Well, like why didn't your fiance's previous marriages work out? Like assuming that the person was married before. Yeah. Hey. Has your fiance ever been arrested? Um, what if they had? Like, I don't What if so they got yeah, arrested that, for weed or something? Is it like that less adds likely? In, that adds in a whole nother level of complications. Like really? your application can take way longer. Yeah, there was someone who their fiance was Jamaican mm -hmm. and they had smoked weed and gotten arrested for it in Jamaica and like that you have to provide copies of any like police certificates or criminal records you may have from your home country yeah and like that flagged it and yeah it sends it down this like you know into purgatory of like visa application that's crazy for weed yeah. you can't get married because you smoked once that's nuts yeah yeah it's it's pretty I mean they make it tough you got to be on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Some of these other questions, you know, I mean, there's questions that are really basic and easy. I have Yana's actual list of questions and, um, oh, oh my gosh, give us some. The first one was like, tell me about your fiance. That's <laughs> yeah. broad. Wow. Open General. Question. Yeah. How did you two meet? Why do you want to move to the U S when was the last time you saw each other? What do you want to do for your work? Where does your fiance live? Like, have you been married before? Do you have kids? Yeah. Have you lived in the U.S. before? Like, blah, blah, blah. It was all pretty boring, honestly. Yeah. Her were not that exciting. But I think that that's probably the way it goes for a lot of people in, like, Western Europe. It's just, like, Fair. basic. Because at this point, this, this interview comes after so much scrutiny beforehand that, like, it should be pretty apparent if, like, things yeah, are... Yeah, if something's yeah. fishy. Yeah. Yeah. Here, other questions, though, are, like, what do you love about your fiancé? Yeah. That feels so awkward. Like, I feel like if you asked me, hey, what do you love about your boyfriend? I would immediately just be like, ah, I'm just, oh, I don't want to. Oh, yeah. No. It's a, no, I mean, there's so many. Yeah. I wouldn't tell, so like, a, I don't, I feel like it's weird to like list things out for a close friend. I wouldn't even like to do that to a stranger is so strange. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who like is doing this 
you know, a billion times a day, like, who does not care? (laughs) It's like a word pap smear. That is a disgusting (laughs) phrase. (laughs) Wow. That that is enough. An emotional pap smear is more accurate. Yeah. (laughs) Your face. Okay, yeah. so her questions are boring. Were your questions yeah. more? Did you go through the same thing in the U.S.? No, I don't have. I didn't have to go through an interview. Oh. Yeah. Well, so okay. I did not have to go through any interview, but that is not always the case. So yeah, because the proposal made it seem like both of like a lot of people went through interviews. Like they both went through. So yeah, and then some friend. So something. after that interview of just Yana. They make the decision and then at some point they'll issue you the visa and you can fly to the U.S. and get married. Mm-hmm. You, after you get married, like the whole point of this K-1 visa is to allow you to get married. But then after you get married, you're in this like weird kind of immigration limbo gray zone where like you're not technically a legal immigrant, but you're also not illegal either. So we're allowed to be here, but we're not claiming you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and at that point, I am then also financially on the hook for Yana, even if we were to get divorced or anything. like Because she can't work. Because she can't work at that point. And like U.S.'s whole thing is like immigrants can't become a public charge like of the state. Like we don't want that. So like you have oh. to like legally, uh, like you have to sign documents like legally obliging you to like provide for this person regardless of your relationship status wow they said fuck a prenup that's crazy yeah yeah Yeah, it's uh i'm i'm glad that yana and i did not get divorced just celebrated their first anniversary you could add Um, in a little clapping (laughs) a little some background like the what, yeah. is, what is that called like on real or not a la- laugh track yeah a laugh track a clap a clap a track. clap track yeah <laughs> okay so then y'all were allowed to get married and when does when was she allowed to work like when so, did she become so yeah. legal so that's the next step is after you get married you apply for your green card that's crazy because i didn't know that there was a next step i kind of thought like being married got you a green card nope so no, what that's... happens if you don't like can you not get approved for a green card like can they what reject you... your green oh card? yeah uh, yeah, although I think if you've already made it to the U.S., the chances of that happening are pretty slim. Okay, because I was like, that seems fucked up. <laughs> like, yeah. To, like, make it, get married, and then be like, oh, yeah, but you can't stay here. And then you're like, why did I do this? Yeah, so then, so so after you get married, you apply for what's called adjustment of status, where you're basically, like, changing your immigration status from, like, non-immigrant to legal permanent resident, basically. And that also took a long time that took almost six months yeah over six months and just to get like resident status to get to get your green card yeah oh okay okay. and in those six months you can't work you can't leave the u.s you're like depending on what state you live in you might may or may not be able to get a driver's license shout out washington you can but in a lot of other states you can't um i feel like that's so like like this whole process sounds so expensive because luckily you have a good job, but yeah. even still, like, I feel like the average person, this would like put an insane financial burden. I mean, even you had like, you know, financial stress. Yeah. Like, not that you're yeah. like, you know, super in debt now because of it, but you could have been. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I had been, if things had worked out differently for me, like, I mean, the, the green, the adjustment of status application, the green card application, uh, using those interchangeably, was 
$1,500. Again, non-refundable. If you fuck up the application, like that $1,500 is gone. Okay, just from what I've heard so far, you've already spent like $3,500 on this. And the process yeah. has taken what, like two years? Yeah, in total. So from from the initial application to Yana getting her green card, we sent in the application April 7th, 2021. And she got her green card March 24th, 2023. So. Jeez. So uh, essentially two years. Yeah, two years Four. of like. 4k mm -hmm. and at least because you were also putting the bill for six months for both of you yeah and and, and traveling you know i visited yana while we were waiting for the the k1 visa i visited her multiple times in germany like right. flying back, like i think i visited her three times you know well, flying it took a together. year yeah yeah i like hearing it all i mean of course i heard this all like while it was happening but like hearing it all put together yeah wow. It's a different thing when you are like in it versus when you reflect on it, you're like, holy shit, that like yeah. took a long time. <laughs> and a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. So, so but y'all didn't get asked any of the crazy, like what kind of toothpaste does he use questions? Well, so, so no, she did not. Um, where those crazy questions come in is if when we applied for the green card, she had to do another interview here in Seattle. Sometimes I think they dropped this requirement during COVID to like speed things up, but it used to be that both partners had to go in and I think that they were like separately questioned. Yeah. Like That's what it looked sure like in the movie. Yeah. To make sure that their responses like matched up. Yeah. Oh, and then it so was funny. like, yeah, then it was like, you know, they'd ask you questions like, like describe like the furniture in your house. Like how, like, where is the couch? Where is the TV? Like what see this is why I feel like if I ever had to go through this process I would I would get rejected so quickly I think so many parts of this I'm like just having a bad memory yeah would screw me over I mean and you you see that in we are fortunate too because Yana speaks perfect English yeah but so many people who go through this process you know may have like limited English skills oh, so or, true or no English and these questions are oftentimes designed to, to trip you up. And so if you're like trying to like think in a non-native language, you know, and there's like all this trickery afoot. Right. Like <laughs> it's no surprise that like people get rejected who shouldn't be, you know, like. Yeah. Oh my God. That's heartbreaking. I mean, of course it's like, if it was easy, that result would also be heartbreaking. But like, it's just, yeah. I don't know. Immigration is a tough subject to fix. It <laughs> is. We're not here to tackle immigration. That is We're definitely not to, our aim. <laughs> make make fun of the process. <laughs> yeah, because it's crazy. Yeah. I like, I don't know, you hear all the time that it's hard, but yeah, like listening to it, especially knowing that this is an easy version, quote unquote, relatively easy version. Yeah. Is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we 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 did this on easy mode. You know, if 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 there was like a huge age gap. Or if Yana was from like Southeast Asia. Oh yeah, or, you said y'all's age like helped, right? That y'all were the same age. Oh yeah, yeah. The the bigger the age gap, definitely the more scrutiny you have. I mean, which makes sense because makes you know sense. there is a not totally undeserved stereotype of a good majority of the people. Well, not good majority, but a lot of people applying for this visa who are like sixty year old men and twenty year old Filipino women. You know, Fair. and it's like 
Sucks. That's, yeah. That's, immediately. That should, that should be scrutinized. Immediately, that should be scrutinized. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, which actually brings me to the, the last interview Yana had, um, which I kind of skipped over, but is in between when she arrived in the U.S. with the visa. Yeah. Uh, I had been in Germany, so we flew to the U.S. together, like, to welcome her to the U.S. Oh. And, like, she goes in this special immigration line. They get to her uh, in line, and then she's taken into a room away from me. And Yana told me that they asked her, like, are you here of your own free will? Like, <gasps> is this man, like, you know, coercing you into being here? Which is really good. You know, I'm it's glad. It's fair. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's safe. But just, like, nuts, you know, that that even has to happen. But also kind of scary from your point of view. I feel like if I saw somebody, and from her, I don't know, it's kind of scary. I mean, once those questions are asked, I feel like I would calm down because I'd be like, oh, you're just trying to make sure I'm safe. But like if yeah. I was taken away into a room anywhere by a government official and I didn't know it was happening, I would be really scared. Yeah. I mean, she had the secret sealed envelope she had to give. It's this whole big thing, which I won't go secret into. Secret sealed but... envelope. Yeah. So like when they issue the visa in your passport, they put it in like a manila envelope that is sealed and can only be opened by the immigration officer at the U.S. border. Whoa. Um, and it includes a, a, a CD with um, chest x-rays and all this medical information. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, also part of the the, the visa application process. Yeah, there's so many things that are like, Yeah, wild. you can't see my face, but boy, am I reacting. <laughs> yeah, Yana had to get, um, so you have to do a medical exam to prove that you're not going to bring any, like, crazy diseases into the U.S., Okay. Uh, and one of the things they do for it is a chest x-ray to check if you have TB, uh, which like the thought of somebody in, in Western Europe bringing TB into the U.S. is like kind of funny because that that does not happen. I get why they do it for other places, but like. Well, actually, so uh, my boyfriend's lab works a lot on TB. A lot of people have latent TB. Hell, like, a woman in like 25% and, or something. That That's scary. I did not know that. Yeah, it's actually, it's pretty crazy. Jeez. Like very few of it becomes active TB, TB, yeah, TB, TB, tuberculosis. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people have latent. But I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't see latent TB in a chest chest X ray. A woman here. This is totally unrelated to anything. But a woman here in Seattle <laughs> had like active TB, and they like couldn't get her to go get treatment. So she was like going to casinos and stuff, and like stop spreading TB to people. Yeah, it was like a big thing here for a while. I think eventually they figured out some way, like she had other like legal issues that they kind of used as like a loophole to eventually force her to get treatment or something. But like or she- at least she, not even get treatment, but like you can, for, can't you just like say like, hey, stay in your house or something? I don't know. I, I guess not. Yeah. Okay, so she got chest x-rays. Good. Yeah, blood, blood work, um, like psych eval, like all this stuff. <gasps> she got a psych eval. Well, like not a full psyche eval. I think basically they just like wanted all of her medical records, including like any any visits at all to like any mental health professional, basically to just be oh like, gosh, yeah. that would be embarrassing for me. That's invasive. It's so funny because like on the visa forums, there will be people who are like kind of, you know, I think more of a of a certain political bent where they don't want the government knowing their business, so they're like, I don't want to give my driver's license in the application like you libertarians know, or something. And, or something. and everyone's yeah. like buddy <laughs> like you have to give everything like they they will know everything about you if you wanted to like keep your identity secret from the government this was not applying <laughs> not applying for a, a visa was not <laughs> yeah. the way to do it 
Yeah, so much for going rogue. If you ever do anything bad, you're done. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I am on the books. You're am, on a list. You know, and then she got her green card and then she could apply for a job and now she's working and life's Happily great. Happily ever after. Yeah. Aww. Well, that's nuts. Is there, there's no limitations of like you going to Germany, is there? Uh, no, although Yana cannot be, unless she were to apply for citizenship, she cannot be out of the country for more than six months at a time. That's weird. Yeah, like you forfeit your green card if you leave the US for more than six months. Um, because the type of green card Yana has right now, basically we'll have to, or well, she will have to re reapply for it every 10 years unless she gets citizenship. But citizenship is a whole nother potato. <laughs> is, does she want to get citizenship? Well, so the funny thing is, is that Germany is actually the issue with that. Germany doesn't let German citizens get American dual citizenship like through naturalization. So uh, she would have to like forego her German citizenship to get American citizenship? So or? there's, we've, we've discovered that there may be a, a bit that there's like one way to do it. Uh, apparently Germany just like changed the rules recently so that you can keep your German citizenship and get other citizenship. If you can prove that losing your German citizenship is some sort of penalty for you. So like if you stand to like inherit stuff mm. and losing your German citizenship would make you not inherit that stuff, you can keep it. But it's like a year long application. And then you're dealing with German bureaucracy, which as we both know, huh. is a whole separate- A whole, whole thing. And they almost and exclusively operate in person. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, it would be great because, you know, with just a green card, Yana is theoretically always at risk of deportation. Like that's scary. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, the standard of deportation, I think for her would be pretty high. Sure. But I mean, she also, can she vote? No, she can't vote. She can't vote. She can't do anything. Can she? She's just like allowed to be here and work. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Because wow. I know people like athletes have dual citizenship. Yeah, there's all sorts of funky special visas that exist for like people. There's like one visa called like like visa for extraordinary talent or something that's used by like musicians or athletes, like when they're on like tours or traveling a bunch. That's so like cool. Like literally designed for, yeah. I mean, it, you must feel like a baller with that. So. I would literally, you couldn't tell me shit if I had one of those. I'm sorry, there's, there's I have extraordinary one. talent and it is recognized by multiple governments. I think Talk that there's me. like a <laughs> kind of similar one actually for science that if you're like, Shut if you're up. like a Nobel Prize winner or like some like, if you're like the expert of whatever in your field, you can get like a special like, like science, like big brain, big brain nerd visa, basically. Big brain nerd? I... What, okay, I've never had the goal or the desire to win a Nobel Prize. That's not my life. Uh, but I would sell my soul for a big brain nerd's uh, visa, for sure. Well, here's the best part. Because you're an American citizen, you don't need a visa. Huh? But I want one. <laughs> but, but it'd be cool. It would be fun. That's so crazy, though. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Unless I was trying to go. There's a couple places we can't go without one. North Korea. Do they have a big brain nerd visa? Probably not. I don't know that they care about our big brain nerds. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's Who true. knows? That's, that's the process. I I'm hope glad it was coming. a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, we, we are too. We are too. It could have not been. Well, thanks for coming on. This was fascinating. I wish I had, I don't know. I mean, luckily, it was like a good, relatively smooth process. Yeah, but, I, yeah. I mean, in in the the big scheme, the grand scheme of things, we we had it pretty easy. Like, yeah, yeah the waiting the waiting sucked, but 
Like, right. It did take two years and over $4,000, but it was relatively easy. That's yeah. insane. What a sentence to say. If she was from like Iceland, would it be e- like, I wonder what the easiest country would be. Uh, I think Canada. Canada. Yeah. The, the UK are generally two of the easiest, like any of the, any of our sibling countries. Our yeah. English speaking cousins. Yeah. Except Australia. Fuck Australia. No, just. <laughs> They're too far away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. We didn't even mention New Zealand. <laughs> oh, they don't they don't want to come here. We want to go there. Right, yeah. exactly. Who wants to leave New Zealand? Again, I'm not a lawyer, so don't don't take any of the advice that you heard here today. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe exactly. look up the I129F application, but that's it. <laughs> visa Journey is a great website if you have visa questions. Ah, yeah. Do you have any tips for people who might have to go through this process? You don't need a lawyer. If you're, if you can read English and are halfway savvy with a computer, you can find answers to any sort of questions you may have online. That's solid. Especially because you you described it as such an expensive experience. Yeah. Uh, Unless you have like a really weird edge case. Unless um, you're actually 20 years old in love with a 50 year old, you don't need a lawyer. (laughs) Yeah. 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 There are some great online communities. There are toxic bits of those communities, but that's, I guess, true for any online community. Yeah. That's Um, natural. Yeah. Visa journey is the big one. That's kind of where we asked all our questions and got answers. Um, And it's worth it. Um, Although don't do the K-1 visa, actually do the CR-1 visa, which I won't get into, but that's a much easier visa that effectively allows the same thing that we did. Oh, wow. That's good to know. Yeah. And I was going to say, do you recommend this process? But I guess that answers that question. Yeah. The CR1 visa is for people who are already married, trying to move to the U.S. as a married couple, as opposed to like an engaged couple trying to get married in the U.S. Ah, so if you had to do it again, would you get married in Germany and then come to the U.S.? Jan and I have debated that back and forth because there's a lot of pros to getting married in Germany and then doing the CR1 visa. The biggest one is that the minute you land in the US, you are automatically granted your green card so you can work like right away. There's no like waiting and applying for like a separate green card. Oh, wow. Yeah, we did not know that. Um, <laughs> yeah. We... Where is the website for that? Truly, someone needs to, some like sweet person needs to just like offer up their services and go fix all of the government websites. That could be you, Vic. I'm not good enough at user interface. I'd be like, figure it out. Well, if you're <laughs> if you're out there, you, all you UX UI people out there, yeah, it's a great opportunity for you to get paid work, very little to do very go, important work. <laughs> go work for the government. They need it. Or they, they need somebody. They need help. Well, thanks for coming on, dude. This is so sick. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on. I was happy. I'm happy to uh, do this. Huge shout out to Brooks for recording this episode with me. After some fact checking, I think the comment about latent TV, the percentage is more around 33%. Um, Current research, I think, shows that around a third of the people in the world have latent TV. And I think in this episode, I said 25. But regardless, everything else in here, I hope it helps somebody out. Or, you know, if you're not going through this process, I hope it was informational. I didn't know a lot about this process and I thought it was a lot more like what I saw in the proposal. (laughs) Turns out it wasn't. So (laughs) this podcast is just constantly showing me that TV is not the same as reality, but that's okay. Come back in a couple weeks. This is going to be our new episode release day is going to be Mondays instead of Fridays. So see you in a couple weeks.
Bye.